All righty, welcome aboard, baby. Time to rock and roll from beautiful Hialeah Park Casino, where we're at every Thursday. And we thank the great Brunetti family as John Brunetti Jr., proud sponsor of our show. We love him and the family. And, of course, Frank Fiore and Steve Calibro and all the fantastic people. I just had a chicken sandwich here. What, what's going on? What, what, what are you telling me? What's going on? What's going on? Oh, you were good? Oh, okay. All right. Oh, we were muted. Oh, okay. So, good afternoon, all. Coming to you live from Hialeah Park. Hopefully, we're all clear now. I feel good. I just had a, I just had a baguette chicken sandwich that they have here. And that bread is so good, bro. And then the sautéed tomatoes. Oh, you know, you, you get the gaming action out here at Hylia Park. Yeah, we're in the second floor poker room, which, of course, you can enjoy all the poker action. The ladies will bring you food and drinks while you're there. Okay, so it's cool. And I just had that chicken sandwich. It's so delicious, man. So delicious. I think I ate it in a record five minutes. All right? which is a beautiful thing. All right. Anyway, so we got a, a lot of things going on. Robert Jones is going to join us at 3 o'clock, the Dolphins offensive guard who has done a phenomenal job uh, for the Dolphins. I'm really looking forward to that conversation because I think it's a really great story, and I think Robert's story is just going to get better, you know, because I think he's just scratching the surface. You know, this young man really hasn't been at this for a long time. So we'll we'll get to that. We'll talk to him at 3 o'clock. Uh, Alan Pupart will join us at 4.30. Uh, Andy Behrens is also going to join us uh, from Yahoo Sports. He'll join us sometime in the afternoon. He's traveling, so he's kind of in the in flux, you know. So we're trying to get him down to a certain time. But he'll join us sometime this afternoon. Uh, Cavs, unfortunately, beat the Heat last night, 104 to 100. The Heat just continues to struggle from three-point range, 27% yesterday, and that's just not going to cut it. And uh, it's uh, it's rough, man, rough for the Heat. It's um, a two-point team in a three-point world is really difficult, and that's why the Miami Heat are are struggling this year because they just don't have enough three-point shooters. And basketball has changed, man. You know, as an old man, if this was the 90s, um, yeah, you know, th th that team would be fine. They would be one of the elite teams in the league. You know what I'm saying? But it's a different world now, and uh, they've got they've got to find a way to get all these guys on track and, and shoot well from the outside. The Panthers are off tonight. Friday, they take on Chicago at the FLA Live Arena. They have won two in a row now. So maybe they can start to get things, you know, uh, going in the right direction there. Marlins are off today. Tomorrow they'll start, uh, not start, tomorrow they'll take on the Nationals in spring training. And they are straggling. They are one and nine. Uh, Dolphins, Bradley Chubb got his uh, contract restructured. So they freed up a bunch of cap space. 14.65 million of cap space they freed up. So that's good stuff for the Dolphins, and they'll do that, and they'll get a couple of other guys to, you know, um, um, restructure their deals and uh, and guarantee some of their money up front, and then they'll backload that stuff, and that will give them the flexibility that they need 
That's one thing. Remember, the, the Dolphins kind of reset their cap from a couple of years ago when they made the transition to Brian Flores in that first year in 2019. They took a lot of cap hits there. So they don't really have to deal with a lot of that stuff right now. That's the good thing, which I think has, will give them a lot of flexibility over the next couple of years as they try to make that run before they have to give Tua a, a big-time contract because then, of course, it becomes a bigger challenge for teams once you're paying your quarterback, you know, that salary. And by the way, can the stupid story stop already? We got two former Patriot quarterbacks out there throwing crap like, well, no, Tom Brady still could come to Miami. Tom Brady might be coming to Miami to vacation, to live, to hang out with his daughter and his wife and all that. I, 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 I don't know why people want to literally call Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel liars. Those guys aren't liars. They're not going to tell you a bold-faced lie to your face. They're just not going to do that. That's not been their track record. Now, could they withhold some information, stay vague on things, so that way they don't have to make some kind of a commitment? Of course they could do that. That's not what they've done. The entire time, Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel have told you that they are committed to Tua. Okay, I told you a couple days right after the season ended, after the Buffalo game, I told you the plan was Tua from the get-go. That's the story we broke already almost two months ago now. And I'm sticking to the information I got. They're not moving on from Tua. They've got a plan in place. And I believe, you know, knowing Tua the way he is, the dude's a maniac. He's a warrior. He wants to, he's going to do whatever he has to do to become a, a terrific player, right? Wait till you hear Robert Jones. That's all you've ever heard from him. Same kind of attitude like, I'm going to do whatever it takes, right? I believe Tua is going to figure things out this year. And I think he's going to figure out, hey, man, I got to, you know, get rid of the ball a little faster. I got to take care of my body a little bit more. And, and it'll be fine. There were no injuries this year, it was all about the head trauma stuff. So all he has to do now is get rid of the ball a little faster. Don't hold on to it. I think he's going to be focused. That's why he's taking jujitsu. This is the kind of professional, and this goes for if you're an art teacher, if you're a policeman, if you're a lawyer, whatever it is, if you're an athlete, you're a professional, right? Part of being a professional is to do your best, because you're either being paid or you have a high expectation of yourself, right? And you have a high standard that you hold. That's what this dude is cut from. And I, I just, you know, forget that I'm a Dolphins fan. Forget that I'm rooting for Tua or rooting for the Dolphins. Put all that bullshit aside, okay? Look at the human being, okay? If we're talking about a slacker, then that's different. If we're talking about somebody that doesn't try, well, then, yeah, we can be, oh, man, I don't know if he's going to get it done. I don't know if he's going to figure it out, all those kind of things. We can question it. But a dude like Tua, who's maniacal about being great, like a lot of awesome players are, that they're maniacal about being great, just like those of you out there. I don't care if you're a janitor, 
you're maniacal about doing your job right, or you're a airline stewardess, or you're a pilot, or you're a fireman, or you're a parent, you know, when you take pride in what you do, you do it at a high level. It doesn't matter what the hell you do. And so all these FUD stories that continue to come out about Tua and, and that the Dolphins are looking for that stuff passed. That was the owners going after Brady, and that was the former coach that was going after Watson. At no point did Greer and company ever tell you that they wanted to go after the quarterback. They just had to kind of go by the other people that were around them trying to do other moves. And what's Chris Greer going to do? He already had his battle with the head coach. The last head coach wanted Jordan Love. He lost that battle. The guys ended up taking Tua. Okay? You're not going to stop the owner. So if one of the owners wants to go after Brady last year, what are you going to do? You're just an employee at that point. But Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel have never been liars. And that's basically what people continue to do. They continue to call them liars. And that's just not right, dude. That's just not right. Because you can't do that to someone that doesn't have a track record of doing that. Anyway. All right. Let's get it going. Let's get it ready. Let's bring them aboard. Let's, uh, let's bring Robert Jones on. I think he is ready to go. Told you at 3 o'clock that we would uh, have Robert Jones on. Guard for the Miami Dolphins. Ready to go. Let's bring him aboard here, Sean. Let's see if he is ready. Robert, how you feeling, my man? You feeling good? Yes, sir. What about yourself? I'm feeling, I man, I'm at a casino doing a sports talk show. Okay, baby? Life is good, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't uh, complain. Sure. Can't beat it. Right, exactly. You know, we're getting paid to talk sports. We're getting paid to talk to Robert Jones. You know, it's... uh. It's uh, it's all good. I see you got a Dodgers hat on. So is that is that your baseball team or is it just a a fashion thing? Uh, just a fashion thing, you know. Almost Sunday sent me, you know, some things. So you know, I just like to wrap it. Okay. All right. Do you do you have do you have a baseball team? Are you into baseball at all? You know, I'm really not into baseball, but I'm into Chicago because I'm from Chicago. I know so, you know, that. I was going to ask if you're know, a Cubs or a Sox fan. I'm not sure. That's why. You know. A white socks to the bone. Okay. All right. All right. Cool stuff. All right. I like it. Let me ask you, when you beat Chicago, was that cool for you? I mean, because you got to play in the game. You played every snap, and you walked out of there with a victory. So did you grow up a Bears fan? Man, um, really, I didn't get into football until late in my, in my, you know, my teenage years. I think but, you only you know, played, what, like eight games in high school or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, that was my first year playing varsity, my senior year. So, like, but I was always a Chicago fan. So, like, you know, no matter what it was, the White Sox, the Cubs, the Bulls, you know, the Hawks, everything, the Blackhawks, everything, I'm a, I'm a fan of. So, like, when we was able to play Chicago, the first game actually started at guard in Chicago at home, man, it was amazing. So, like, when we beat them, it was just like, like it was something I couldn't, you know. It was I had a lot of emotions in me, but you already know I had to get over that fast and get ready for the next week. So, so how how many how many how many of your teammates from Erabs do you still keep in touch with? And did any of them call you after that game? Um, 
it's a handful of guys, you know, I still um that because I went to Rockford East my senior year of high school in Rockford, Illinois. You know, uh it was a handful of guys that I still talk to. You know, I grew up in Chicago, so a lot of guys from Chicago that I grew up with, you know, all the time. They was at the game, they came to support me. You know, my coaches from, you know, Chicago and Rockford called me and some of them came to the game just to see me play. That's awesome. You know, that's it's so cool, man, because, you know, you become the you know, Robert. You also become an inspiration for all of them, too, because they see where you're coming from. And then there's going to be youngins that are going to be in the same spot where Robert Jones was at. And they're going to wonder, well, can I do it? What if? And and then they see you. And then that's an example and a and a piece of motivation you know, for younger people. So it's really, this is, this is actually really important, not just for yourself, but you're, you know, you're laying the groundwork for other kids too. No, yeah, most definitely. Like, that's my main reason, like, especially in off season, I try to go back to Chicago. Like when I was younger coming up, I was part of this mentor, you know, shift that, you know, it was for like, you know, African-American boys on the South side of Chicago. It was called Champs Mentoring. And I was a, I was one of the original Champs mentees. And I go back now because it, it kind of blew up now. You know, Michael Jordan's a part of Nike. Everyone's a part of it now, you know, trying to help it. And I go back and just talk to them guys, let them know, like, you know, no matter what you're going through right now, it's so much more to life. You know, it's all about perseverance. Just keep pushing through, keep pushing, pushing through. And just have that light. Make sure you still got that light at the end of the tunnel. You got to, you know, your goals that you want to, where you want to get to. But you also get them goals, like, step by step, step by step, and just be where your feet are. Because anything can, your life can really change in a year. So, you know, just stay positive. So I just try to be the inspiration to all them guys because, you know, as long as I can get to one person, you know, that's what it's all about. Hey, man, think about it. You go from where you're at, you know, in Chicago, and then you go to a couple of uh, universities, and then now you find yourself, you know, in the NFL, and you're starting against your 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 favorite team, you know? You're, you're right. Anything can change. So So talk to me. First of all, walk me through your senior year. What was the watershed moment that, that made you play football when you weren't a football guy up until that point? What, what got you into football? What motivated you? What was the situation that day, that week, that month? Talk to me about what made Robert Jones a football player that moment in his senior year. Um, so my junior year um, in high school, I think it was like the beginning of my junior year, I believe, if I can remember, um, I went to Gary Coleman College Prep on the South Side of Chicago, and I had a coach named, um, you know, uh, Hampton, David Hampton. He played in the NFL, and he saw me. He saw me come out of detention. He was like, man, you a meal ticket. He's like, you play football? I'm like, no, nah, I don't play football. He's like, you need to be playing football. So I went out there my junior year. I tried it out, and, you know, I didn't like it, but, you know, I played. It was like a JV. It was, I was on JV team. You know, I tried it, and then I ended up quitting. And then I ended up moving to Rockville, Illinois. And I went to Rockford, Illinois with my uncle for my senior year. And Gary Griffin, he was like, man, he was like the the mastermind of everything. He told me, like, he was like, man, I'm going to get you to the league. And he told me, like, he put me, I played D-line. And he told me as the year was going on, because, like, my grades were messed up. I went from school to school and everything. That's a long story. And he was like, you know, I'm going to get you JUCO offers. You're going uh, to go to one of the best JUCOs. You're going to um, – Graduate a year and a half, you're gonna go power five, and you're gonna go to the NFL. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I hear you. And I'm like, cause in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna get a factory job, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm gonna make good money, I don't got no obligations, and I'm gonna just live life. 
So, you know, season going on, play on playing, he just keep telling me, he like, he got me meeting coaches from like New Mexico and everything. And the, you know, the coach from New Mexico told me, he's like, you graduate at Juco in the, in the year and a half, we're going to take you. And I'm like, okay. So, boom, the end of the season, you know, he made everything happen. So, really, like, David Hampton really the one who started me playing, but Gary Griffin's the one who, you know, who made, you know, basically all this come to life for real. Like, without his vision, I probably never saw it, never been where I'd be. But, like, just going to Rockford, Illinois, it was just, like, I played because, you know, I was big enough to play and I had nothing else to do. It, like, it kept me out the house. I was <laughs> I wanted to try to go home after school, so I just kept playing. It was fun. And it got fun, especially playing D-tackle. You know, you can just dog people all day. So, yeah. It's a, it's, it, it's a beautiful thing when somebody believes in you, isn't it? Right? No, I mean, I, I, that's, that's all part, you know, because we take it for granted when our moms and dads and our girlfriends or wives or whatever, it's like, well, yeah, you love me, you know? So yeah, of course you think I'm great and you think I'm handsome and you think I'm fantastic <laughs> and you, you know, they, they get, they have all the adjectives for you, no matter what you're doing, because they love you. You know what I mean? But then yeah, when, sure. when somebody else that is not your blood see something in you that you don't even see in yourself my man that's that's pretty awesome because you just told me you didn't even see it in yourself you're thinking factory job and this guy's thinking the nfl and now you got to sit there and think about mr griffin all the time going man this guy's pretty awesome he saw in so something in me i didn't even see in myself that's pretty cool now i'm done <laughs> it's pretty cool man that is that is very cool. So when you get into football, what was the moment that you loved it? Because you know, Robert, you can't play this game if you really don't have some love for it. It can't it, it can't just be about the money. It, it, you know, the pain, the struggles, the the crap you got to go through, all that stuff, man. You know, and you you've gone through a whole bunch of stuff without making any money. So. When was the moment you loved football? Do you remember that? Man, honestly, I think it was going into my second year, my second year in JUCO. You know, uh, after my first year, I wanted to quit. I went back home. I started working in the factory job. And um, I moved back with my uncle in Rockford, Illinois, working in the factory job. And he told me, he was like, man, this is always going to be here. You might as well go chase your dream. And, you know, JUCO hard already. JUCO make you want to give up. But me just working at factory job and seeing everything, and it just it just made me open my eyes. Like, man, you know, I can do so much more than what I'm doing right now. And I had the opportunity to you know just really my whole mindset was like get my education first. You know, get a free education. I'm like, man, I can do this and get a free education and just on. I could be the owner at the factory at the factory. You know, <laughs> I could you know the G, I could be the uh, GM or something. So boom, I went back and I started grinding at it. Like, we're going to my second year, and I just grinded, and I grinded. And that's when I really fell in love with the game because I was just working. I was just working so hard just, you know, to take the next step and just develop myself and not go back to where I was just at, you know, not go back to Chicago, not go back, you know, to the hood of Chicago and nothing like that. I think that's when I fell in love because I knew I had an opportunity to do so much more. And especially going back home and see how everybody looked up to me. It just it showed me like I was a motivation to a lot of people. So I think that's what really helped me like just fall in love with the game. Hey man, it's you know not we. I can't compare myself to you because we do two different things, but it's kind of the same thing. You know, ever since I got into doing this, 
I don't ever want to get a real job, bro. So, Robert, this is 33 years of doing this now, with, and this is the way I look at it. I don't have a real job. I haven't had a real job for 33 years, and I do work my ass off doing this, but it never feels like work because it's what I love. And, so, and, and if you found something you love, which is football, you got to think about this, Robert. We're maybe in the five percentile in the world. 95% of the people feel like you did in that factory that day. I don't want to do this every day, but they have to do it because they have to survive. So, you know, when you get to do something you love, that's the ultimate motivation. I most definitely really is. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty amazing. All right. So, you you you're in a in a you know, uh you start this whole thing late. And then here's the other thing that I, that I thought is very interesting about your life so far. And I think it's what's allowed you to succeed. So you tell me. The fact that, okay, you started late. But not only did you start late, you've gone to multiple high schools, if I understand correctly. You've gone to multiple colleges, as I understand. And now you're in the NFL. You've had to also play multiple positions. Okay? And you've talked about it, how... You'll play all five positions if you have to. Not that they've, from what I understand, you haven't played center, but you've taken the time on your own to take a couple of snaps just to kind of stay sharp and try to, oh, just in case, maybe I have to play center. But has this made you a, 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 a tougher-minded individual, the fact that your road to the Dolphins was not a smooth one. It was one where you had to go the hard route because you started late, because you weren't playing on seven-on-sevens and transitioning to, you know, a, a JV team and, and, and a varsity and everybody could see you and all those kind of things. All that stuff was gone from your life because you started in your senior year, and since then, it's been rough sledding. Has that made you a better player? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think, you know, Exactly what you said, you know, just growing up, like just watching my mom work hard, trying to take care of, you know, three kids and just like the struggles and everything just coming about. It always made me tough because like, you know, no matter what, I always saw people get everything out the mud. Nothing was given. So, you know, especially when I started playing football, I knew, you know, I was so behind. I knew everybody already had a head start, had a, you know, you know, that had years ahead of me. So that made me grind even harder than everybody else because, I know people got better technique than me and stuff like that, but I'm going to go out there and play hard. I'm going to be more aggressive. So, you know, stuff like that, me going to JUCO and everything, just had to earn everything, just made me a better player because I never look at it like I'm, you know, that I made it. So I'm always grinding. I'm always working hard because I know I got a lot more to go. Uh, from what I understand, um, you wear uh, some Guns N' Roses attire before games. Is that the deal or something like that? Is that no? I what what uh, what is it? What kind of what kind of shirt it is that you wear? I'm told you wear some kind of. Is it like a rock shirt or something? Or is there some kind of tradition you do before games? No, I don't be doing it. I think you think you think you're probably thinking of Rob Hunt. We win all the. Um, well, Rob, like the, Rob's painting. Rob's painting his nails and he's doing all kinds of stuff. He's he's. He's a little bit out there. There, he's he's a lot edgier than than most people out there. Okay, so you have no, because I was told that you had like some kind of pregame tradition. You, so you don't have any pregame traditions before you start the game. Uh, I just, you know me, I just go out there, my headphones, 
you know, I do a couple of drills and everything. I just sit down, just look. You know, every stadium, no matter if I'm still playing at home, I just sit down, look. You know, listen to the same song. You so, know, I listen to Fantasia. Fantasia. But <laughs> I see, yeah, it make my head, it make like just cool me down, and I just you know, just look and see where I'm at. Oh, okay. Okay, so so you you use Fantasia to kind of bring like like some calmness, some levity to the yeah. situation, whereas others might use some DMX or some heavy metal or something to you know get jacked up. You're going the other yeah. way. Well, definitely. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Robert Jones, by the way, Miami Dolphins guard, joining us here on the program. So so far, Robert, who's been be honest now. Who's been the toughest opponent you have faced? That you when you when you were done that day or that quarter or that practice, I don't know where it's been. You were like, "Damn, dude, this guy was a load all freaking day." Give me the guy that's giving you the most trouble. Um, I think the best the best D tackle I went against so far was probably Malik Collins from Houston, Texas. Like. He was, he was he was a good player, good savvy player. You know, he got a lot of moves and pass rush and everything. You know, he had me working all day. He probably won. He won, most definitely one of the best D tackles in the league when it comes to pass rush. So explain to us in layman's terms, obviously, because you you know you're a hell of a lot smarter than we are when it comes to football and X's and O's. But in, in simple terms, to us, you know, because some people will tell you playing guard is like you're fighting in a phone booth. And then playing, you know, tackle, you're kind of out in space a little bit more. So talk to me about the differences, because obviously you played a lot of tackle and now you've played a lot of guard. So what's the difference in playing guard for you? What was what describe to us the difference? Oh, for me, you know, playing guard, everything just happened way more faster, you know. You know, um, you go against stronger players inside. So, you know, you usually gotta be ready to fight. Like, you go right there, you got to be ready to anchor. You can't think about, you know, being slow with your hands. You got to be able to get your hands on people fast and be able to move fast because you get some quick guys like the Aerodons in a, in a league who can move fast. So you got to be able to redirect and good. But everything happened more fast than other, like playing tackle. Tackle you on the island. So you're going to get more speed on the edge, but you're going to get lighter guys also. So, like, you know, you're gonna, you get a tackle, go get some edge rushes, you get your hands, you might can shut them down, but they got more moves, but you're going side. And boy, stronger. So you got to be able to, you know, be able to control yourself and just be strong. Have you? What does it say to you? How much they've used you? Where whether you were playing left guard, and if I remember correctly, when Shell got injured, they kicked Hunt out to right tackle and put you at right guard too, right? If I was, yeah. if I'm correct. So they have counted on you. In key moments, man, that's got to make you feel. Pre I know, I know, you want to start full time and be a full time starter, and, and you know, and and get the credit you deserve and all that kind of stuff. But the fact that you stayed ready and have have helped out on on either side, you know that that says a lot about them, and it says a lot about you. You know, just when well, you're not that starter guy, um, you just got to always stay ready. You got to be able to play multiple positions. You got to make sure, you know, you stay in your playbook. You stay, you know, doing all the, you know, techniques and everything for when your number's called, no matter when it's called, because you never know when it can be called. You just be ready to go out there, you know, don't overthink things, go out there, help the team win, because at the end of the day, that's all it's about. It's not about making yourself look good. It's about going out there and do everything you possibly can to help the team win. 
What are you doing now, Robert? What's uh, what what are you working on specifically? I know you guys are all going to say, well, we're working on everything, but there's got to be a part of your game this offseason. You're saying, okay, I definitely need to improve in this area to make me a better player. What is that? You know, um, something I've been really working on, um, been doing for a little minute so far now, uh, I've been doing Pilates. You know, just getting strong in the core and everything, you know, back and growing everything, just getting strong. And I think Pilates have really helped me, you know, just be a better old lineman. And then uh, I started yoga in a couple of weeks just to be more flexible. So those are the two things I've been really working on that I think it helped me take my, you know, game to the next level. Are, are those the things that will help you, what, get lower for leverage and those kind of things that you need at that position? Is that kind of what will help you in that transition? Oh uh, yeah, just be stronger, you know, just be able to not use you know so much of my last and everything and be able to use my core more. And I think that just make me a stronger alignment. So what's uh what's what's the goal this offseason or this season? How much do you want to be a starter? What do you what what have they told you? What kind of competition are you gonna be involved in? Man, I don't, I really ain't talked to them um yet. You know, I don't know what's gonna happen going forward, but you know me, I'm just you know, trying to get my body right. And when you go into training camp, you know, just go out there and compete. And, you know, I'm just out there trying to win a job. If that's a starting job or, you know, a backup job, I'm just trying to win a job. Okay. So what's uh, what's Robert Jones do for fun? Are you a movies guy? Man, I love going to the movies. I just went to the movies last night to see Creed. Man, oh. amazing movie. Creed 3? I'm going to go see- right, yeah, Creed 3. Creed 3. So how, how, does it, how does it rank compared to 1 and 2, man? I really, I liked it a lot. You know, everybody got their own opinions. I, I probably like Creed one first because you know it's the first one, and I think I like Creed three. But uh, Creed three is really good. Um, other than watching movies, you know, I like um, playing video games. You know, I got me a PC. I'll be playing like Grand Theft Auto role play. You know, I play um, Modern Warfare. You know, I play all them type of games. Two K. Are are but, you, you know, are movies, you interacting with people while you're playing games? Are you talking with the people you're playing with? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, I go on IG Live a lot until, you know, I just tell people to add me. You know, I don't have a Twitch and everything set up yet. I got it, but I just ain't set it up yet. Well, you got you to tell us what your Twitch is so we can promote it, bro. Come on. I most definitely. I got you. <laughs> I, uh, by the way, last week I was watching your boy Tyreek in the Drone Racing League. That shit, oh, yeah. that shit was cool, dude. I've never been to a Drone Racing League. And I got to tell you something, Robert. They know, I mean, they, they, there was like 10,000 people there, man. It was a lot of fun. Kids were at it. Tyreek was cool like he always is. Um, I, I, I thought that was a really cool thing. Have you seen that that Drone Racing League stuff? That's it's pretty interesting. No, I, I, no, I haven't seen it yet, but I know Tyreek's a gamer for sure. Like He loves all type of games. Like He just, you know, <laughs> he a game all day. He asks you if you want to play with him. <laughs> okay, all right. So what what is Robert Jones' top three movies that he's watched in the last few months? The last few months? All right. See, my, ah, I'm trying to think about it. Avatar was a good movie for sure. I haven't the new seen Avatar, The Way of Water. Okay. I, I, I liked it. I feel like they overdid it a little bit, you know, but I liked it a lot. Um, um, hmm. I think <laughs> my other two movies I watch all the time. Okay. It's Paid in Full and American Gangster. Oh, Doing man. I, I watch them two movies all the time. Like, I could watch it over and over again. American Gangster <laughs> is, is awesome, dude. 
That is, that is absolutely. We're going to see 65 today, so I'm ready. Okay. All right, good. You married or a girlfriend or, or, or single here in South Florida? I'm single in South Florida. Okay. All right, cool. That's cool, and it's dangerous, too. You know what I'm saying, Robert? It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta be really, really careful overall. So let me ask you something. Your favorite thing about playing with Tua Tunga Vailoa is? Man. He a dog. Like people don't know that. Like <laughs> I, so much I try to on. explain. I try to explain it to people all the time. You know, I, maybe because he's not six five, two sixty, or something. I try to tell these people that this is a badass boy. You just got to, You know, he, it, it's just he a dog. You you guys see to me what happened this year with the Miami Dolphins. Robert was a shit ton of bad luck. Yeah. I, I thought you guys had so many ridiculous injuries this year that it just took away from the team. And I don't even think that Tua will have the kind of issues he's had this past year with the concussions. I think that was freakish, too, on top of all of that. To me, that's what, what, what brought me down for this season because I think you guys would have made a lot of noise in the – hell, you almost beat Buffalo, dude. You almost beat Buffalo, okay? You get that play in on time on fourth and one, and I think you're driving for the win, to be quite honest with you. And you guys played Buffalo really good all three times. Probably should have won all three. Uh, and, and to me, I think this is a really good team that had a crap ton of bad luck. How do you see it? Oh, yeah. It was like, you know, just playing this game, you know, it's, you know it's going to be injuries and, you know, this is, you know, goes to show what the, you know, the front office upstairs does, you know, because we had a lot of guys, you know, me included, step up when guys went down and went out there, you know, played the ass off and was able to, like, compete before we could win or close enough get the win. So, you know, that's like just go toodles to the guys upstairs, just making sure we got enough guys. But, you know, it's just part of the game. Injuries always come. That's why, you know, the backups, we always got to stay ready no matter what because you got you don't know when your number's going to call be called and when it's called, it's time to go out there and play and act like, you know, you don't miss a step. And by the way, with Teron Armstead around, nobody can make excuses because that guy was playing with 104 injuries. I mean, Jesus uh, Christ, he was adding a new injury every week, and he kept playing. Amazing. Man, he, yeah, he's a tough dude. You know, you know I, learned, I learned a lot from him this year, and you just see his toughness and how much he cared for the game. You know, you know, a lot of guys, you know, he went through a lot of things, and that's just part of the game. Injuries come, and a lot of guys would have sat down and called it quits, but, you know, he can, he fought day day in, day out during the week where he could be able to play with us on Sunday and help the team win, and, you know, he put the team first. Can you specifically tell me one thing that you learned from Teron Armstead that you will take uh, with you forever? Um, You know, the, the main thing I learned from him was, like, really just understanding how to be a pro when it comes to, uh, you know, just football-wise, looking at the game and just getting ready for the game, getting your body ready, you know, just – that aspect, all the little things that it takes to take your, you know, game to the next level, you know, doing extra work on Tuesdays with them on our off days and just looking at a game in a whole different perspective and the lens then, you know, how you'll look at it when you first come in the league. You know, that's just the main thing I learned from just how to be a pro. Good stuff. Robert, really appreciate you taking some time. You got a social media handle that uh, you want to promote out there so people can uh, most, follow you? Uh, most definitely. My uh, Instagram is underscore self-made period big rob self-made period big rob yes sir okay i like it all right we'll follow you uh we'll follow you on instagram there and you are self-made my man and by the way 
there is nothing more satisfying than that. So that is good. Robert, thank you for taking some time, man. I really appreciate it. Look forward to doing it again throughout the season. Yes, sir. Appreciate it too. Thank you, Robert. Be good. There you go. Robert Jones, baby. Guard for your Miami Dolphins. Really kind enough to give us a lot of time here and uh and go over his uh his uh, short career here with the dolphins and hopefully it's a nice long one you know i hope he gets an opportunity to compete for a starting job i, I really like what i've seen from him uh the versatility has been there left and right the guy can play some tackle because that's what he played a lot of in college uh you know a lot of people tr- you know viewed him as a guy that would transition you know to to guard and obviously he's done a great job here Tough as nails. That is a tough hombre. And you don't go through all the things he's done if you're not tough mentally. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you played the last eight games of your senior year in high school. That's when you started to really play football. Think about that. Think about that. So you're already competing against people in senior in your senior year of high school. You're competing against kids that have been playing for seven, eight, nine years already. So they're already way ahead of you mentally. You know what I'm saying? So it shows you that this is just a, a, a young man that could be just scratching the surface and getting better and better and better. So there you go. Uh, Instagram at underscore self-made dot big Rob. There you go. I got to follow it to myself. All right. Hope you uh, all there out there enjoyed it. Uh, dude 67 says, Robert Jones seems like a cool dude. Mel Piper says, I had a second round grade on him coming out of Middle Tennessee State. Uh, there you go. Keep dominating Robert, says Ray. Uh, let's see. Mr. Jones, should the ping pong table get donated to the Goodwill? Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, I'll take any of the three available. This is a playoff-ready team. Jason, we've been waiting for talent for the last 25 years and still haven't figured out most important position. Um, well, if you don't think so. We need a couple of more Rob Jones next year. Nothing wrong with having uh, a couple of Robert Jones. You get some tough hombres in there. The Dolphins should hire him as the next GM. Me? Oh, thank you very much. It's so nice of you. But no, they've got a good one in Chris Greer, Reggie McKenzie, Marvin Allen. They got three guys that they know their stuff. Check MP says it's my 34th birthday spending the day with my beautiful daughters and wife. Have a blessed day, everyone. R.I.P. Biggie. He's a little behind on the R.I.P. for Biggie, right? I mean, that was... Few years ago, you know. No, he says it's his thirty-fourth birthday. Oh, today's also the the anniversary of Biggie passing away. I didn't know that. What a what a shit that we lost that guy, bro. Like he was so good, man. His voice. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. So, R.P. Biggie. Okay, Check MP is all over it. Nice. Nice. Nate enjoyed the interview. There we go. 
Big O, we have 43 players on the contract at the present. Fewest in the NFL with limited cap money and draft capital. Are you expecting we sign a large? No, no, no. There won't be a large, but I think they'll sign one or two. That's what I think. I think it'll be one or two. They don't need to go large. You know, they only need a few pieces. They're not, they're not that far away. What they need is luck. More than anything else, they need some luck. You know, can we have a season like a lot of these championship teams do that they get a break and they don't have a lot of injuries and things like that? That's all I want. Just a little luck. And the Dolphins will have a much better year. I thought he was going to say Matt Judon or Quinnen Williams was the toughest player he's gone against. That's why you never know. That's why you ask. Oh, Jones played better than Eichenberg, Troy. That's not even close. Not even close. Robert Jones is better. Yes. Uh, all over social media, Dolphins fans pushing for other QBs, bro. Tua's QB1. Yeah, that's, well, those are... Those, those are the people that never believed in him, and then they were wrong about him playing, so they got to try to run him out of town or hope that he gets injured or something like that. It's a, it's a twisted thing with Tua. Absolutely twisted. I don't understand what goes on with Tua Tungabailoa. Sloman's Home Security, by the way, they've been protecting uh, Americans for over 100 years. 1-800-ALARM-ME, folks. We'll give you a free doorbell camera right now. Tell them that Big O sent you. 1-800-ALARM-ME if you want that free doorbell camera. And you get it when you, of course, use our low-cost central station monitoring and installation. And on top of that, you'll get an LED touchscreen pad, a motion detector, three-arm doors, and a backup battery, baby. That's all you need, man. Go 1-800-ALARM-ME. Protect your home. Protect. Sean does it. I do it. We thank the great folks at Slowman's. And, by the way, it is still cold in certain areas of the country. Hell, it's still snowing in California. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Man, but, you know, we are all over the place. We're in California, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Maryland, Virginia. Even Georgia might be a little cold there. You know what you pay for heating oil every month, right? Well, why don't you call Slomans? 1-866-OIL-DEAL. Simple number to remember, 866-OIL-DEAL. And just ask. That's all. You're picking up the phone and asking. Hey, Big O says you guys have better rates than what I have right now. This is what I'm paying a month. What would I pay for it with you guys? And that's it. You'll find out. And they have fixed prices, which will save you hundreds in the long run. Do it now. Tell them that you're a loyal Big O listener. 1-800-OIL-DEAL. That's 1-800-OIL-DEAL. Slomans. Taking care of Americans for 100 years, baby. Uh, what else do we have? Big O, thoughts on the Chubb contract restructuring? Cap space. It's not like he was going anywhere anyways. You know what I mean? They have his defensive coordinator now. So I'm not worried about any of that stuff. What, what I need Chubb to do is play really well next year. That's what we need. Okay? That's all. Uh... People just can't accept the fact the QB who's six foot and left-handed can be successful. They're stuck in their ways, and it has to be six five with a rocket arm and right-handed. Yeah, probably. And he puts Dave Hyde. 
Uh, I'd really like to hear Marino's perspective on the current state of the of the team, but that doesn't seem too accessible. Uh, Spooky, look, dude, I love Marino to death. My favorite Dolphins player of all time. Okay, all right. Have we? I prefaced what I needed to preface, right? Okay, you know we don't bullshit on this show. Okay, Spooky, let me ask you something. You've heard him on Joe Rose for many years. You heard him nationally on CBS for many years. When do you ever hear Marino say anything controversial? So why are you dying to have him on? Why are you dying to get it? Why are you dying to interview him, bro? Just asking, you know, because it's the same stupid shit that goes on with a lot of fans, right? It's all, you know, he, he's, fa- he's phenomenal. He's the, Dan's the man. But let's be honest now. What does he say on the air ever? Ever. Ever. The only time he was critical was when he was a player on the field. I covered him off the field. See, I did something that most of you have never done. Mike in his face many times before games, after games, before practices, after practices, controversies, no controversies with Shula, with Jimmy. I covered him. Never said anything controversial when we put Mike's in his face. Never says anything controversial with Joe Rose. Never says anything controversial on CBS. That's probably why he's not no longer on CBS, because he didn't really leave a lot of meat on the bone. So, Spooky, what are you expecting? It's great to have him on. You have Dan Marino on, but think about it. What memorable thing did he ever say? Now, could he tell an old story and, you know, something like that? That will be entertaining and that'll be fun. But if you're asking about the current state of the team and what you think about this and what you think about that, what do you think you're going to get outside of a company line? Seriously. Like, seriously. Please help me out on this one. You know, some of you out there, you live in la-la land. You know? You just live in some world and you don't figure it out yourself. Just think about it. Go back in your mind. What does he ever say in public, on air, about football? Will he challenge a coach? Will he challenge a player? Will he challenge a trade? Would he? No. It's not what he is. He's never done that. It's not who he is. Now, when he was a player, you could see him on the field screaming at somebody. But when he came off the field and got in the locker room, he wasn't going to talk about it with any media member at all. He might talk about it with somebody in a beer that, and a friend of his, you know, somewhere all alone. Yeah. But you want to hear what, Spooky? You know, think about it. Think about how silly that is. What do you want to hear? Come on, man. It's, it's just one of these things that just, let's, let's live in reality. And maybe some of you will figure it out. Yeah, you know, always right. I love Dan, but he, 
Yeah, he just didn't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, uh, no, he doesn't say anything. So. Anyway, Troy, for two years, Flores held to a back, forced him to take his first read. <laughs> oh, God. Spooky says, good point. Just being honest, bro. I love Dan, but if I bring him on, it's not to ask him stuff that I know he's not going to answer. You know? I'd rather just have fun with him, bullshit around, maybe talk about some old days or... Or something like that, but I'm not gonna ask him about it. I know this for a fact. I know he likes Tua. That I do. Uh, let's see. Get Brian Cox to come on if you want something controversial. Uh, I I I can get Brian on. I have his number. Brian's a good dude, by the way. Really good dude. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Before we got to it, we had 20 years. Yeah, definitely 20 years of bad quarterbacks. Ugly ass road. Uh, Greta last. Yeah, Greta was awesome, weren't, weren't they? <laughs> Boy, they got 13 songs and make it made it two hours. <laughs> One of the things that I don't understand about Greta is. I know they only have two albums and an EP, right? But they don't do much more than 13 songs. I think maybe I might have seen a 14 or a 15 in one of the... I think last night was my eighth or ninth time I've seen them in concert. And maybe they went to 14 or 15 once. Maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, but they don't do a lot of songs. And, and that's the one... Now they jam. Right, so some of the songs will go five minutes and six minutes, and there's Jake, you know, and just wailing away and stuff, you know, and so they had a little bass solo, they had some, they had the drum solo. Obviously, Jake had several guitar solos, you know, throughout the whole thing, uh, and Joshua's voice was wow. Joshua's voice was, I mean, perfect last night. It was perfectly tuned, and he was kicking some ass. You know who was there last night? Zaslow was there. Zaslow was there with a couple of buddies of his, and uh, and uh, I hung out with them a little bit. And uh, I was joking with them because uh, Joshua was, I mean, blasting that voice all over for two hours. And I turned to the guys and I said, enjoy it, remember it, record it in your mind, because 15 years from now, He's going to be load management, and he won't be using that voice the same way, you know? Because it's I go see Rob Halford now, and he can still sing, and he can still belt it out. But when he does Victim of Change, it's not the same as when I saw it in 1980, okay? When I see my man Bruce Dickinson, my favorite, eh, when he does Hallowed Be Thy Name or Screeching in Run to the Hills... Yeah, the screech isn't nearly as long anymore. Isn't as high and, you know, it's not the same. Hallowed be thy name. He ain't pumping that voice the same way. He still sounds good. He still can sing. But they don't hold the notes the same way as long, as high. Sometimes they lower it a little. You know, they lower it one octave. You know, that kind of stuff. So, um, it's funny. And his voice was just... Amazing last night, dude. 
It was awesome. 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 Place was packed, by the way. How many what? I got two shirts yesterday. Yeah. Huh? I'm wearing one of them, yes. Yes, this is one. I'm wearing one. I'm wearing one. Uh, technically, I got three shirts yesterday. Problem is that I got one of them in the mail that they were selling there. But I got it because I got some, uh, you know, I'm a member and bought some uh, crap. And they sent me the shirt also at the same time. It was part of a package deal. So, yeah. So, I saw Zaz there. He was hanging out with me uh, a little bit. And uh, good dude. And it's going well for him, too, on his podcast, he told me. So, he's still not doing something that I want him to do that I think he should do. Huh? Yeah, he's doing wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know he loves wrestling. No, he's filling in for uh, Busted Open Radio on Sirius. He does... uh, uh, He's filled in a couple times on there with uh, Tommy Dreamer and... Oh, okay, good. ...and those guys. So, yeah, yeah, he's doing... On top of... I know he does his other little... The other one with his channel, too, but, yeah. Right. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw that he was doing some serious stuff on wrestling. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Who's the normal host? Is it... um, I think I know the guy. Why am I drawing a Blake? I think I know oh, the guy. Oh, my goodness. I, I think I it know is, the guy. Uh, and I'm, and glasses. Blunt. I, I want to say Albert. It's not. God. Come on, guys in the chat. I know somebody who listens to it. I'm looking at uh, my names here on in media because I, I, I kind of remember him. But uh, but I'm I'm trying to remember the name now, and I'm and I'm forgetting it. Oh well. David Lagreca. Oh, okay. No, it's not. That's not the guy no, I was no, thinking. No, David Lagreca is who it was. That's okay. who. I couldn't think of his name. I just I had to look it up. Okay. Good for him. I'm glad. He, I know he loves that wrestling stuff like you do. He's a big wrestling guy. Uh, oh, where do you rank the Finns if the Jets get Rodgers? They got a nice roster. Um, still rank the Finns ahead of them. What, what do you want me to tell you? I don't think the Rodgers thing is going to go as smooth as people think in New York. I'm sorry. I, I think uh, New York's in for a whole lot of trouble. Because he's going to go there, and he's going to go with his $50 million salary. So he's going to take up a lot of cap space, and that's going to hurt them. And I think he's not going to handle this New York thing very well. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't fear the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I don't. I don't know why. You know what I mean? I, I, I just kind of feel like the wheels are falling off of that thing. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, no, I did not catch Robert Finley. He was the first act, the blind guy, right? Uh, I was told he was really good, actually. Uh, I, I, the second band, I, I could hear from the outside. I got there late. I got there like at 8 o'clock or something like that. I got there, and I was, I was outside actually talking with Zaslow and his buddies. Um, I was outside... Uh, and and I was hearing the second act, but I saw videos of them, and I wasn't impressed. I didn't even look up the first guy, and everybody tells me that the first guy was ten times better than the second act, Houndmouth or whatever. Uh, Houndmouth was not anything impressive, 
But they say the Finley guy was outstanding. So I don't know. You saw him, and you would know. But I, I did not see Finley. But I was told it. I was told he was good. So, yep. Uh, I still don't think the Jets get him. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Jets released uh, Braxton Berrios. Yep, they couldn't. Uh, I guess they wanted him to take a pay cut. <laughs> Boy, Aaron Rodgers go force a lot of pay cuts. Um, they wanted. To, remember, they got to pay other guys too. This it's not going to be as easy as people think. You know, I just yeah. Yeah, Frankie says yeah. Head hound mouth was very mellow rock. Yeah, I, I, I saw the videos. I wasn't impressed with their music, you know. So I, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not killing myself to get there early. And I got pit tickets, but I wasn't going to fight to be in the front. You know, I just like, I'm good standing there. The pit isn't that big. What was I, 20 feet away from the stage? I got to see everything perfectly. No problem. I got to hear it beautifully. Everything. I will say this. They knocked it out with the acoustics in that place. Really nice job with the acoustics. Really like the acoustics. Yes, I know Braxton. I, I, I figured I was going to get, let's go get Braxton Barrios as the returner and all that stuff. We'll see. We'll see. They do need a returner. So that would be actually a really good one. But I don't know if that's going to be their priority. Uh, by the way, now that I saw the fair, I gotta get, I'll get you the dates soon. We'll have the dates when we're broadcasting at the fair. And we'll be giving away some passes so you can be there. The fair. All right, so are, are, is your family going to go one of the days while you're broadcasting? Or are you guys going to go on a separate day on your own? Because you know we're going to be going on, on early when there's not a lot of people. Yeah, we'll have we're to not see what the dates are, We're not there on too. Friday and Saturday night. Bro. Yeah, we'll just have to see what the dates are and, and that. So I don't know yet. Possibly. I I, I'm certainly not going on a Friday or Saturday no. night. No, I hope not. I, I mean, haven't gone. Here, I'm saying no, but I, dude, I hope not. I haven't not. gone on a Friday or Saturday night since I was a teenager. Well, we would probably have to. I'd probably have to get there, leave about four hours early so I could get through all the traffic and set up and everything else to be ready oh, yeah, for yeah. a broadcast. Yeah, I know. But, uh, no, but you won't. Not, not for our broadcast because we'll go early. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. We're going yeah. to be like right when they open. That's probably when we're going to be on, yeah. right when they open. You know, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's awesome for us because I don't. There's no line for an elephant ear. And, you know, they're, they're, it's impossible for me to go to a fair and not have an elephant ear. Just want you to know that. Like, I, that is like my favorite fair food of all time, an elephant ear. And by the way, it's got to be brown sugar with the elephant ear. I, I, the white powder, not good enough. I need brown sugar. So that's the key for my. I was in Miami Lakes training this weekend at the fair they had there. Had some fried Oreos. You had some? Yeah, fried Snickers. This is good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, fried Snickers sounds good. Elephant ears were good too, as well, but not brown sugar. I just, you know, code me up. Okay. Just sugar me up. (laughs) I'm with you on that. By the way, it was my cheat day. Uh, Frankie says, "I tried looking for you, but the place was full. Where on the on the were you in the pit? Wow, it's it's not that hard to find a a big fat dude with long hair. 
at a Greta Van, at a Greta Van Fleet concert. By the way, there were a lot of young people too. Yeah, but but you know it's rock, so I I wonder that you know I f- would figure more old people would gravitate to him, but and girls, young girls, holy crap! There were a bunch of young girls. There was there was some screaming and screeching going on there. Those boys are getting laid because they got they got youngins going all over there. There were there were a bunch of them in the pit, and they were all lined up in the front. I was told that. Uh, my friend that went early told me that there were like tons of girls to start at the beginning of that line to get in because they all bum rushed the front of the stage, you know? So, yeah, uh, dude, I love John Cougar, love John Cougar. have always been a huge John Cougar fan. I've seen him several times in concert. He's excellent. The fried Snickers bar is fire. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to have to try that one. Deep fried bread pudding is my favorite. Wow. Never tried that. Okay. Uh, with an elephant ear, only, only one I know is a weed. You mean you smoke weed and then you eat an elephant ear? Oh, he's never heard of an elephant ear? Oh, he's only heard of weed, not elephant ear. Okay. But normally, if you smoke weed, you can end up with an elephant ear. That's what I'm told. Yeah, funnel cake. What, I call it an elephant ear. Screw the funnel cake stuff. Yeah, they, they try this funnel cake stuff. No, no, no. It's an elephant ear. Okay, no funnel cake. Yeah, bro. It's an elephant ear, not a funnel cake. I hate that. I hate the funnel cake name. Yeah, it's just true. There is nothing funnel about it. It's fun to eat it. It's not even a damn cake. That's right. It's not a funnel. It's not a cake. Why would it be a funnel cake? It's an elephant ear. It looks like it came off an elephant. Enjoy. Enjoy some elephant wax. Come to our fair and try the Roadkill Possum Pops. Those are really good. Especially if they're fried in Oreo. Do, do, then, they, do they put the gravy on them, though? Do they ah, add the gravy? Gravy. Or sauce, depending on where you're listening from. John says, no, oh, there was a weed growing in the field they called elephant ear whenever I was a kid. Oh, Really? I've never heard of a weed growing in a field called an elephant ear. You must be like from Kansas or some shit like that, where they have some some fields that uh, that are they have a life of their own or something. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never heard of that. That's where Watson finds his massage therapist now. Ah, okay. I don't I don't mind fried dough, but I'm still going with elephant ear. Funnel cake, fried dough, not good enough. Elephant ear, perfect name. Perfect name. Elephant ear is a chocolate eclair. It's a long Boston cream, right? Is it? Why would a Boston? Why would a, that, that an eclair does not an elephant ear? Yeah, bro. no, I call it an eclair, but no telling these days. They, the youngins, they've got stuff all mixed up now. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, stuffed armadillo turds. Oh, fantastic! Now, now that's fantastic. Yeah, man. a little butter. 
<laughs> that's it. A little, little warm butter. They melt in your mouth. That's it. I like it. Mel says, I don't eat that garbage. Mel is special. Uh, so uh, let's see what we got going on. Mm. Let's go. All right, we'll have uh, Andy Barron's on at 4, and um, we'll have Poopart on at 4.30. Just talked to uh, Barron's. He got off the plane, and he's ready to go at 4 p.m. So we'll have some fun with him. Uh, of course, we uh, want to remind you about Welton Realm. Listen, folks, at one point or another, you're going to need a lawyer, and you're going to need somebody you can trust here in South Florida, even in Monroe County. Monroe, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, Hell, even if you're in Martin County, you can make the phone call down to Hollywood. It's not a big deal. 954-966-4646. You want lawyers that are going to fight for you. You want lawyers that are not intimidated by any of these big insurance companies. You want lawyers that know how to actually kick those insurance companies in the ass. Okay? Welton Realm, 954-966-4646. I saw it firsthand. Progressive was trying to take advantage of us. And, you know, I had the wife in the way. She was like, no, you don't have to call a lawyer. It's the dumbest thing you can do. Okay? My wife's not listening, so it's all right. Dumbest thing you can do. You call the lawyer first. You don't even call the insurance company. Don't even deal with them. You call Welton Rayom first. Bankruptcy, homeowner property damage, something happens, storm, some kind of flooding. You name it. Maybe you got some kids that are driving crazy and... They think they're fast and furious, and they go right through your wall like they did to our house. Condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, commercial litigation, personal injury. Welton Realm has been at this for well over 20 years, and they crush the insurance companies all the time. Trust me, when you pick up the phone and call that insurance company, they're laughing at you already. Ah, he's calling me on his own. She's calling me on his own. But when, the, when a lawyer calls them on behalf of you, then, you know, you got their attention right away because they no longer can play the games that they're going to be playing with you that they tried to do with us, okay? Progressive was offering us one-fifth of what we got. One-fifth. That's what they're going to try to get away with. 954-966-4646. The consultation is free, so just call them and if you got any questions. You're in a condominium, and the neighbor next door had some water damage, and it went into your home, and what are you going to do? Well, you, you got recourse here, but you need the right people to defend you to get, the, get what you deserve. 954-966-4646 in Hollywood, Welt and Rayom. Tell them that Big O sent you. I promise you. They will take care of you. Great people, man. Great people. All right, all right, all right. It's called the funnel cake because batter is a funnel then squeezed into fryer. Ah. I see. I'm still going with elephant ear because it looks like an elephant ear when they hand it to me. Okay? So, you know. They had a question about what? 
Uh, the youth fair has some pretty crazy food they bring each year. I saw this year they have something called the Miami Cuban funnel cake sandwich. Yeah, they told me about it, and they're bringing us uh, two of them so we can try them. So we will be trying. We're going to show you the food on the air. Huh? Pickle lemonade? You, you, you can have that. I'm not, I'm not having any. I'm not having any pickle lemonade. No, not doing that. No, not doing that. Sorry. If you missed the Robert Jones interview, by the way, um, you can rewind and check it out. He joined us at 3 o'clock. He was terrific. Uh, he was excellent. We've got more Dolphin interviews lined up. We are, we are working the phones. Uh, so we're going to continue to try to keep having uh, current and former Dolphin players join us and talk a little Dolphins football and talk about themselves and maybe any charity work that they're doing and all those kind of things so we can get to know some of these guys a little better. And I thought, I thought you know, with Robert Jones, you got, you got uh, a little feel for who he is because he's a guy that a lot of people haven't talked to, and yet he was a big part of this season, man. He helped out. He was clutch. It was good, and he was really good in our interview. I really enjoyed him. I, ho I hope, uh, I hope uh, you enjoyed the interview. Yes, sir. Uh -oh. I'm sorry. I, was, I thought you were done, so I'm sorry. I was going to say, the, the Dolphins just signed another center. Really? Yeah. Who? Mike Bouncy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. He, he, re he signed for a day and retired. Love it. Yeah. What? Pouncey snapping to Brady next season? Oh. What? Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring Pouncey back. We move Connor over to guard. <laughs> Aqua and orange, baby. And bring in Brady. Yeah, yeah, baby. I like it. And sign Derrick Henry. Trade for him. Okay. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's and then Barrios as the returner, of course. We got to yeah, bring in Barrios, and, and little little Barrios hurricane in. flavor that's with Jalen. Yeah, that's all. Frank Gore, any got uh, anything left? Let's let's add him too. Uh, let's see, Mike Pouncey, really good dude. Yeah, he's a cool dude, isn't he? Both Pouncey brothers are pretty cool. They were always pretty cool dudes. The you know the the part that sucked with Mike was the next shit. You know that. Poor guy had the injuries. That's it. That was that was the only problem with Mike Pouncey here. Outside of that, it was nothing else. He was a hell of a player. When he was healthy, bro, he's a monster. And then unfortunately, he had all that neck. And the tough some bitch ends up going, you know, like you thought his career was over when they released him. And he goes and he has like two solid years for the Chargers. He might have even made a Pro Bowl in one of those two, right? The, the first year, right? He might have made the Pro Bowl. Like crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and that next stuff was serious. And yet somehow he overcame it, dude. Like that, that is one tough hombre. Holy shit, that guy's tough. All right, let's take a break. Hour number two is next. Uh, we hope Andy Barons will be joining us to start hour number two from Hialeah Park.